Well, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> so good to be here today with all of you. I'm so honored and so blessed to be able to speak with you this morning. Welcome Lake House Church, God bless you. You know, as the song we played for meet and greet said, you're worth more than gold. I just wanna tell you today, each one of you are worth more than gold. That God made each of you so special. Don't let the world label you, only let what Jesus says about you label you. I wanna encourage you that each one of you are a king and a queen in his sight, and he has a great plan for each one of you. Let's go ahead and pray before I start with the, with the word for today. Father, thank you so much for this day. Lord, I thank you that we celebrate life today, and thank you that you came to give us life and life abundantly. God, I thank you for each one of these precious people that you brought here today. Lord, I thank you that you have great plans for each one of them, and I pray your blessings upon them that they will live in your favor, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God's so good. Well, today, the word that the Lord put on my heart, I'm going to share with you from my heart because this is something that I do I live with my family and I wanna share my life with you today and bestow on you what the Lord has bestowed into my heart. And I wanna share with you about living the blessed life of favor. Proverbs 8, 34 to 35 says, blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway, for whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. You know, the two key words in that verse to me are life in favor. God wants to bless you with life and he wants to bless you with favor. He says in his word in Psalms 30 verse five, his favor lasts a lifetime. So it's not something that comes and goes, it's something that you have been given through the blood of Jesus. In Psalms 512, he said, he said that he blesses the righteous and surrounds them with his favor as with a shield. You know, the definition of blessing is to add value to, to endue with power for success, for fruitfulness, longevity, and provision. And the word favor means to acceptance, privilege, or approval shown to one by a superior, the condition of being held in approval or support. You know, thank God he gives us full approval and full support, amen? Because we belong to God through Jesus, we now have received God's favor. It's nothing that we have earned on our own. You know, it's not by works, it's by his blood that has brought us the favor of God. He gives us favor because we're his children. We're children, we're a child of the King of kings and Lord of lords. He loves you and looks with favor on you. You know, the world tries to discourage and bring downness, but God wants you to have perspective of how he sees you in your life. It says in Proverbs 10 verse six that blessings crown the head of the righteous. This is one of my very favorite scriptures. This is when you find a promise on blessing in the word of God, I wanna encourage you to grab hold of it and say, Father, I receive this blessing in Jesus' name. When you read out of Proverbs 10, 6, pray that the blessings, it says that the blessings are on the head of the righteous. Say, thank you, Father, for this promise is for me because I've been made righteous through faith in Jesus and his finished work. He has already completed the work. You do not have to earn and strive for favor. God wants you to rest in him, that he has already given that to you through the blood of Jesus. To him be all the glory, amen? Every single day, amen, give him praise. Every single day, instead of fearing lack, you know, the enemy wants you to walk in fear of lack or fear of the future. You know, a lot of people are maybe, you may be in a time of life that you are newlyweds and you're looking to the future and the enemy may wanna to try to bind you with fear of lack. No, no, in Jesus' name, you're his child. Do not fear lack. You may be towards the end of life and, and you're looking to retirement. The enemy wants to come against you with fear of lack and God says, no, I am your resource. I am your ongoing provision. He says, expect God's provision 
provision and blessings to come to you and surround you because that is your right as a child of the King of Kings. Expect good things to happen to you. Say, Father, thank you for your blessings. Crown my head because the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 6, blessings crown the head of the righteous. Amen? God is so good. Bountiful provisions are yours. You know, in Psalms 31, it says, how great is your goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. Amen. Trust God that his favor is surrounding you like a shield everywhere you go. Get your mouth filled up with God's word and he's going to bless you. The first point I want to talk to you about today is the blessed life. And then, in other words, the power of the blessing. And I'm going to strongly encourage you today to seek God for what his generational blessings are for you and your family. You know, you may be a single parent. You may be um, single. You may be a, have a family, a husband and wife and children. You may be, uh, you know, your spouse may de- be deceased. Whatever stage of life you are in, God is with you. And it doesn't matter what your definition of family is. God's kind of family. God didn't give us Adam and Steve. <laughs> he gave us Adam and Eve. But God's form of the family He wants to bless you no matter what stage of life you are in. And the first point today is called the blessed life, the power of the blessing. In Galatians 3, verse 13, it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. So by faith, we will receive the promise. We're under the blessing because of whose we are. Whose are we? We are Jesus's. Not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. God's definition of success is not not what you have, it's who you have. Who you have in the presence of God is what makes you the success. I wanna encourage you today to every single day get in God's presence, spend time in his presence. If there is one thing that I could bestow upon you today from the bottom of my heart is to get in God's presence every single day. You know, there's no condemnation, there's not a set way to do it, but get in God's presence. Say, God, I come into your presence by the blood of Jesus. It's not by anything I've done, but it's because of what you've done for me. And receive from him. He wants to bestow his goodness upon you. He wants to give you strength for that day. He wants to give you a fresh word from him every single day because he loves you so much. He wants to talk to you. God's definition of success is different from the world's. You know, the world's definition of success is always what you can do and what you can achieve, but God's is what he can bestow upon you. The secret to walking in the blessing of Abraham in your life is to stop trying to deserve it. Instead, exercise your faith and believe you are already right with God through Jesus' finished work on the cross. There's nothing you can do to add to what Jesus has already done for you on the cross. Amen? It's by grace we are saved through faith, not by works, so that no man can boast. Amen? Notice in Galatians 3, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law that the blessing of Abraham may come upon us. What is the blessing of Abraham? Well, let's, I know we've all heard of it, but let's look into it a little bit more. The blessing of Abraham is the everlasting promise that God gave Abraham that he said was to be for every generation. And I will read that to you in Genesis 12, verse 2. It says, The Lord said to Abram, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the people on the earth will be blessed through you. This is God's covenant of blessing that we have inherited through Jesus. In Deuteronomy 23 verse five, it says he will turn the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord God loves you. Isn't that awesome? Now I want y'all to take that scripture to heart right now. 
He said he will turn the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord loves you. No matter what you're going through, whatever you're facing right now, God said he's gonna take that and he's gonna turn it into a blessing for you because you are his child, amen? He's gonna take your circumstances and work them together for good. He says in Romans 8, 28, he will promise us he will work all things together for your good. Jesus had to die on the cross to redeem us from the curse of the law. It's nothing that we could do on our own to redeem us from that curse. No one could fulfill the law on their own, so God saved us and he already did it for us. Every single believer in Christ is an heir to all of his good promises. In Galatians 3.29, it says, if you belong to Christ, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Our inheritance through Jesus is that we receive the blessing because of the obedience of Christ on the cross. He, he fulfilled the law since we couldn't do it on our own. Isn't that good to know that we can cease striving and know that he is God? He is a good God. Well, this is gonna be kinda long, but I want you to know that every single day, I pray this prayer over my whole family and household, and I encourage you to do it too, and you will get to where you memorize it. You know, through the blood of Jesus, we've inherited every good promise that was in the Old Testament. The blessing of the past of, of, of God's goodness is ours because of the blood of Jesus. And it's taken out of Deuteronomy 28, verse two. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this to you, but as I do, take it to your heart that this blessing is for you. Deuteronomy 28 says, all these blessings will come upon you and overtaken you. And every day I say, Lord, I thank you that all of your blessings come upon us and will overtake us. I thank you, Lord, that, that we will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country, that the fruit of our womb, our children, will be blessed, the crops of our land and the young of our livestock, the calves of our herds and the lambs of our flocks, our basket and our kneading trough will be blessed. We will be blessed when we come in and blessed when we go out. The Lord will cause the enemies who rise up against me to be defeated before me. They will come at you from one direction, but will flee in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your finances, on every single thing you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. Notice he said he's giving it to you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you, if you keep his commands and walk in his ways, which Christ has already fulfilled the law through the blood of Jesus, so that is your inheritance. Then all the people on the earth will see you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, the crops of your ground, in the land he swore to give you. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land and bless all all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, always at the top and never at the bottom, amen? Because we're under the new covenant, we are under all these blessings. The new covenant we are under today is based completely on the removal of our sins by the blood of Jesus. So I encourage you today, don't be sin conscious, be God conscious. You know, whenever we start thinking, well, oh, if, if I fulfill all this, then I'll receive all these blessings. Well, you know what, yes, we need to obey, but you know what, obedience comes from love. When we receive Christ as our Savior and Lord, our heart is gonna be passionate and then so in love with Jesus, we're gonna wanna obey Him and our spirit's gonna be led by Him and we're gonna long to follow Him and all these blessings will follow us. But it's not because we have fulfilled every single thing to the jot and the tittle as it says in the Word, but it's because of the blood of Christ and then He gets all the glory when we trust what He has done for us on the cross, amen? Well, God is so good. Be, be, be son of God conscious, not, not self-conscious, amen? Because we're not gonna give ourselves the glory, we're gonna give him all the glory. Okay, our second point today is the blessed home. How to have a blessed home. 
In Proverbs 3, verse 33, it says, he blesses the home of the righteous. That's a promise in the word of God, that his blessing is upon your home. We are righteous, we're right with God through the blood of Jesus, so our homes are blessed. No matter if you live in the smallest apartment or in the biggest mansion, your home is blessed because Jesus is Lord of your life. Joshua 24, 15 says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We must declare our homes blessed. You know, when you sense the enemy coming against you, and you can even sense when things are tense, maybe in your home or, or the environment isn't right, you need to draw your, the line in the sand and say, no more, Mr. Devil. You know, the Bible says we have authority over the enemy through the blood of Jesus. We can declare for the enemy to flee and we can take authority over the enemy. And if that environment in your home is not right, if you sense that the enemy is trying to convince you, you can put your foot down and say, in Jesus' name, I rebuke the devil. In Jesus' name, I will give God, God all the glory in my house. Oh Lord, you come and you take over this situation. Be glorified in our home. And you know, there's some practical ways to do this. Set the right tone in your home by putting on praise music. Draw, I'm gonna tell you right now, draw your line in the sand. If you have children, say no more secular music. And I'm telling you, that is the open door to the enemy. If you allow any old rock station, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I love all the old music, don't get me wrong, I'm just saying, if you allow any of, this, of the music that is not of God and you just let it flow freely in your home, okay, there is very demonic, there's power in music. The enemy, when he, before he fell from heaven, was the worship leader. There is power in music, and I wanna encourage you, if you wanna see breakthrough in your home, you will see tremendous breakthrough if you choose to allow the power of worship in your home. It's our choice. And I'm not saying somebody's gonna, you know, not gonna heaven if they do this. I'm saying if you really want a deep walk with Christ, if you want the power of God in your home, I encourage you to blast the word of God throughout your home. Put on praise and worship music. Declare God's word over your home. You know, there's a scripture that God gave me a long time ago. We used to hold Bible studies in our home for years. And the Lord showed me a scripture and it says, our walls will be called salvation. Our gates will be called praise. And we actually lay hands on our walls and say, Lord, I thank you these walls will be called salvation. These gates will be called praise. And God will get the glory. Pray over the doorposts of your home. Lift up the name of Jesus in your home. Be careful what you allow in your home so God will be glorified. In Psalms 118 verse 15, it says, shouts of joy and victory will resound in the house of the righteous. You know, if you truly want joy, let him be glorified. In Proverbs 14, 11, it says, the house of the righteous will flourish. In Deuteronomy 11 verse 18, it says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and your minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk the road, when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your children may be in the land, may, may be many in the land that the Lord swore to give you. Amen. Well, God is good. I know so many of you do this, and I've been to so many of your homes. A lot of you have proclaimed the word of God even on your homes, on the, your doorposts. And I think that's so awesome because every time you pass your walls, you see the word of God. And that just, that renews your mind in the word and helps your heart be right before the Lord. Well, the third point we're going to talk about is the blessed family. In Psalm 112, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his word. His kids are mighty in the land, and the generation of the upright will be blessed. 
Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright, for the gracious and compassionate and righteous man. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting the Lord. His heart is secure. He will have no fear. In the end, he will look in triumph on all his foes. Amen? All the families of the nations will bow down before him, for dominion belongs to the Lord. He rules over the nations. We must declare the goodness of God over our family. How to have a blessed family, the first point is the key to having healthy families is number one, allow Christ to be the center of your home. Romans 8, 31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? The second point is to walk in unity. It says how good and pleasant it is when brothers walk in unity, and there the Lord bestows his blessing. The third point is to pray together. Unity can only be achieved when you pray together, you know, and you know what, and this, this can be, you know, even if you are a single parent and you have children at home or not at home, I encourage you to call them and say, can I pray with you about something? You know, there's power in that line. And even if you're single and not even married yet, I want to encourage you, prepare your heart now for the future. And this is such good preparation for people who've already been through this for, to bestow upon you, even if you're retired and your kids are older, to bestow the blessing upon those generations. James 5.16 says, pray for one another that you may be healed. And number four, have an environment of encouragement. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, encourage each other and build each other up. Let family be a place that builds you up. Speak life-giving words. Say, I love you freely. Don't hold it back. Say it every day. Jeremiah 24.7 says, I will build you up and not tear you down. The fifth point is spend time together. You know, we have Friday nights reserved for our kids. If they want to be with us, they know that that's our night to be together. And it has changed our world. It's rocked our whole world. I mean, cause, because when we've done that, we've bought, done, found so much unity and blessing to, in that time spent with them. So I encourage you, those you love, set a time that you can be with specifically them so you can nurture that time together. It shows that they're valued. The blessed children's point number four. Isaiah 54 verse 13 says, all of your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be your children's peace. Psalm 144 12 says, our sons and their youth will be like well-nurtured plants, our daughters like pillars carved to adorn a palace. Our finances will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by thousands and tens of thousands. There will be no cry of stress. Blessed are the people who this is true. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. You have power to bless your child, your grandchild, your friends. You know, this goes into friendships. This goes into every area of your life, the power of the blessing. Make it such a habit that it becomes a habit in other people's lives too. In Psalm 127 verse three, it says, children are a reward from him. Daily bless them with your words. Let them know that they're a reward and a blessing every day, no matter what age your child is. Now, you know what, and if you don't have kids, this applies to you too. God has chosen you for such a time as this to be alive. And if you're, a, you may be a teacher, you may have a business, you may have never had kids, but you know what? The power of the blessing comes through you to bless every person God brings in contact with you. Your life is, God's formed your life to be a blessing for all those around you. And you can be a stand-in aunt or uncle for someone who's hurting. You can be that, that, that father to the fatherless, be that representation of Christ to someone else, even if you don't have your own children. You have the power to encourage them into their destiny. You know, some people, they're just, they have all this inside of them that they're unsure of, but just a 
mere spoken word of encouragement in their life can, can bring that fire of the flame to their spirit to, for them to go into the destiny that they have. So I encourage you to be sensitive to those around you, to speak life into them, not to be all, oh, well, yeah, this situation doesn't look like, you know, don't, 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 don't match up with what someone negative is saying. Match up to what the Word of God is saying and apply that power into their life, and it'll be life-changing for their life. It, this definitely holds true for all your friends, all your family. Speak life into them. Stay, tell them they're the best, that they have the mind of Christ, that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. You know, as Auburn's going off to school in the morning, if Mark's taking her, I'm like chasing after her. Okay, blessings crown you. Remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Greater is he that's in you. I mean, literally, we, I would not be saying all this to you if we didn't passionately, Amen. from the bottom of our hearts, seek after what I'm saying to you today. Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. I encourage you to write written notes of encouragement. Written or verbal are both very powerful in people's lives. It may be a coworker, you write a note to them, encourage them, it, you know, that can, that can infuse them with purpose. They may be feeling so down that day and you infuse someone else with purpose. That may be the very reason God has you at the workplace that you're at. This also applies to, to, to spouses or grandparents, anyone. So I'm not just saying this is within your own household. This goes way beyond just us. Point B, teach them to proclaim God's blessings over their own lives. You know, as you do this for your own children, you're also, and if you do this, like say that you are single and you work at a workplace, you're doing this, you're teaching other people to proclaim blessings over their own lives also. Teach them to proclaim God's blessings over their own lives. You know, don't just do it for them. Teach them to do it for themselves and it'll multiply, it'll duplicate in their lives. Like for example, every morning, when Auburn's eating breakfast, she'll say, I know, I know, blessings crown me <laughs> every single day because she knows that word is, is to be proclaimed every single day and, and, and it, she walks in it and she knows it in her heart and every night before she goes to bed, blessings crown me, you know, I say, what do you say, blessings crown me? And it's just part of ingrained into their heart and you know, you can do that with all your friends and family, you know, you know if they're feeling discouraged, you know, you can say to them, you know, you can do all things through Christ who gives them strength. Amen. You strength. You know, you can get, there's so many, that's why we give out Bible promise books at our church, because you can infuse other people with purpose just by giving them the right word from what they're going through. Amen? God is so good. Well, it can become a habit in their lives as you ingrain them in their hearts. Whatever age we are, whether we have kids or not, we can bless our lives and the lives of others by praying the word of God over them. That's where the power is when you really pray the word of God. Amen. Proverbs 22:18 says, it's pleasing when you keep them in your heart. Have them ready on your lips so your trust will be in the Lord. The word in their heart it is so that they can trust God's word for their own life, amen? Isaiah 59, 21 says, it's for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit that's on you and my words that I put in your mouth will not depart from your mouth or from the mouths of your children or from the mouths of their descendants from this time on and forever. Pray the word over them and their future spouses daily. I want you to know, I pray for my kids and their future spouses every day, and so if you're out there and you end up marrying one of my kids, I've prayed for you all, all your life. So. <laughs> pray the word over them and their future spouses daily. The first thing to do is pray the full armor of God, Ephesians 6, 10 over them. I encourage you, whether, like I said before, whether you do have children or not, you have, may have grandchildren or friends or family, pray the full armor of God around about them. Every single day I do this, I pray the full armor around about my children and my family, my husband, that angels will be charged over them from Psalms 91, that, that his angels will be charged over them to guard them in all their ways, and that all his blessings will come upon them and overtake in them. 
from Deuteronomy 28. I prayed Psalms 512 over them every day that God will bless them and surround them with his favor as with a shield. And Proverbs 2, 7, that he holds victory in store for their life. So these are very good points. If you wanna write these down, I encourage you to every day pray the former God, that angels will be charged over them, that all his blessings will come upon them and overtaken them. He'll bless them and surround them with favors with a shield and that he will give them victory in every area of their life. Right. Amen? And you can pray this over your own life. If you're single or, or whatever the situation is, pray it over your own life. And over your, if you're believing God for a future spouse, pray this over their, over their life. God's, God, God's prayers go into the future. You know, they're not just for right now. You are praying into the future to change lives and change your own life. Get a word from God for each child or each person that you care about in your life. It doesn't have to be your child. Get a word from God about their life and about your life. Write it down. Habakkuk says in the Word of God to write it down, the, write down the vision and run with it. I have journals for all of my kids and I write down a vision for them and I, and I believe God and I pray over it and run with it. This way you can, you're prophesying into their future. You're prophesying into someone's future when you're believing God and believing His Word for a word from them, for, from God for them. Instill in them great hope for the future, that God has great plans for them. You know, the battle is in the mind, and we must renew each other's minds in the Word of God. We must encourage each other in what the Word says about us and for our futures. And you know, for example, I know it's a very common scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, that everybody knows it, but you know what? Just a simple word reminding someone, yes, you have a great future and a hope. That can change their whole day, can change their whole world. Remind your children, remind your, your coworkers, remind everybody that they have a great future and hope because of what Jesus did for them. You know, Isaac spoke a blessing over Jacob in Genesis 27, 28. I love going back through the word and finding the blessings that were prayed over the generations. And we can take those blessings and those words and pray them over our generation because we're, we've inherited those blessings through the blood of Christ. In Genesis 27, 28, it says, he prayed, uh, Isaac prayed this blessing over Jacob. He said, may God give you the dew of heavens of the fullness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Blessed be those who bless you. Amen. Amen. You know, they were blessing future generations even back then. Speak blessings into other people's futures, in your children's futures. Don't dwell on the current status of where they are. Keep standing on what God says they are. This is a very important point. Don't look at the circumstances of today. You know, I'm always telling y'all to speak God's word in areas that you wanna see breakthrough. See him turning your circumstance for your good. You may have a spouse or a loved one or a coworker or, or a child that's not serving God right now, but I wanna encourage you, keep praying the word of God. Keep trusting what the word says about them. Use your prayers and your words to change your situation, not to describe your situation, amen? Pray that they will choose life-giving decisions. I wanna give you an example. In um, Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, it's the scripture that talks about choosing life. I know all of us know this scripture, but one example to pray for those you're praying for. Out of Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, here's how I pray it. Say, Father, I thank you for and put their name in it. Father, I thank you for that according to Deuteronomy 30, 19, that they will choose life and that they will live and they will love you and they will listen to your voice. I thank you that, that you are their life and that you will give them many years. And that's taken right from Deuteronomy 30, the choose life scripture. You're praying the word over them that they will choose life. Amen?
And God hears your prayers, he hears your cries, and he will fulfill his word. They will come to the Lord. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, the word of God is living, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and the spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Okay, the fifth point I would like to talk to you about today is the blessed generations. My heart is for the generations. I love praying for our future generations. God is so good. He loves his children. He loves the future generations. It says in Psalms 22, verse 30, future generations will be taught about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn. And that's actually one of Auburn's scriptures God gave me for her, that future generations will be told about the Lord through her. And that's one of her life scriptures that God gave me for her. And, um, and God is so good. I mean, we can declare victory and blessings over future generations through the power of our prayers. There's power in your prayers. Your prayers go into the next generation and change the course of lives for eternity. You can steer the course of the decisions of future generations by the power of your prayers. Bless your children and your children's children. Proverbs 17, verse six says, children's children are a crown to the aged and parents are the pride of their children. So if you have grandkids, they're your little crowns. <laughs> we, will leave a legacy of we will leave a legacy of blessings to the next generation through praying the word of God. A legacy is anything that's been passed down from an ancestor from the past. Your prayers go into the next generation I love praying for my kids' future spouses. They know I pray for them every single day and for our kids. It's so exciting to know that if Jesus tarried, that you actually prayed for that future. You know, once you see your kids get married and who they marry and then the kid, them have kids, you're like, oh wow, this is so neat because I know I've been praying for you for many years. <laughs> There's promises from God for our future generations. In Isaiah 44 verse three, it says, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring. That's a promise. He said, I will pour out my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. It's a promise from God. In fact, if you have kids who are not serving God right now, I encourage you, write that on a sticky note, put it on your mirror, pray it every day, that he will pour out his spirit on your offspring and his blessing on your descendants, and they will come to the Lord. In Deuteronomy 4, 6, it says, don't forget the things your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and their children after them. In Isaiah 61, 9, it says, their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the people. All who see them will acknowledge they are a people the Lord has blessed. The power of God's blessing and favor is from accepting Jesus as Savior and Lord. It's not by, like I said, what we've done, it's by what Jesus did for us. The legacy we need to pass on to generations to come is to walk in the power of his blessing and favor through what Jesus has done for us on the finished work of the cross. I want you to think today, What's, what legacy am I leaving to the generations that are following me? And that can be from your own children or from just the people that you affect around you. What Amen. is the influence? What's the legacy you're leaving to the people around you? Amen. Even if you're still young, you have the power to bless and influence those that are all around you. Okay, point number six. Y'all are all gonna love this one because I know a lot of this talked about children, but it's still applied to you. But this is about the blessing of favor, which is for every age. <laughs> Expect far and above favor in your future. Amen. You know, you're not being selfish by saying, you know what, I expect favor. This is not some kind of self-help thing. This is a promise right. in the word of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
That's right, that's what he said, so that's what we can expect from the word. Expect far and above favor in your future. In Leviticus 26, verse nine, it says, I will, not maybe, it says, I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I will keep my covenant with you. Amen. You can expect favor in your future. Proverbs 24, 14 says, there is a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. Psalm 5, 12, you bless the righteous, you surround them with what? With favor is with a shield. I wanna encourage you today, if you're facing trial, go into it knowing that God is on your side. The Bible says, if God is for you, who can be against you? You're his child and he is defending you. He's causing the enemy to be defeated before you, just like we read in Deuteronomy 28. You have favor and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. As a child of God, you can confidently expect great things to happen to you. He promises to work all things together for your good. In 1 Corinthians 2, 9, it says, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. In Psalm 31, it says, How great is your goodness you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence, you hide them from any intrigues of men. You keep them safe from any accusing tongues. You know, and the key in that verse to me is in the shelter of his presence. We must live in his presence. That's why I encourage you every single day, get in his presence. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. He longs to speak to you. He longs to love on you and give you fresh words and a fresh vision for your life. Amen? He's there to defend you. So like I said, if you're facing a trial today, he is defending you. That's his promise. It says in Psalm 139 verse 5 that you go before me. You follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. There's some people in the Word of God, there's lots of people in the Word of God, but some that really stand out to me that God showed favor to. And one of my favorites, of course, is Esther, how she found favor with the king and ended up saving an entire nation. You know, boy, I think of her sometimes and I think, wow, she must have had some kind of butterflies in her stomach, you know, before she went and approached the king because they, she took a chance. Because back then, if you, unless you were beckoned by the king to come, you know, it could have been a death sentence if you didn't have permission already to come into a king's presence. And she went into his presence without his permission, but he, she, God gave her such favor in the presence of the king that he, she ran into his arms, basically. And that's a picture of us, you know, and, and God himself, we can run into his arms. And she found favor with the king, and it saved the entire nation. And the reason I'm bringing this up today is God will show you favor for his glory to save people. God's heart is salvation. His heart is to bring people to Christ. And the power of favor is not for selfish gain. The power of favor is to accomplish God's will. The power of favor in your life and the power of his blessing is to lead others to Christ. And God wants to give that to you today. In Nehemiah, he gave Nehemiah favor to rebuild the whole city. He gave Joseph favor, as all of us know, one of our favorite stories. He went from the pit to the palace. When people were trying to to destroy his life. You may feel like people are trying to come against you. You know what, the Lord says, I am your defense. Amen. He says that he's gonna defend you. And just like Joseph, he's gonna, what the devil meant for harm, God's gonna turn it for good to save many lives. Amen. I wanna share with you the prayers that Nehemiah prays for favor. And there's, 
There's three main points in the book of Nehemiah where he prays for favor, and I'm gonna go over those real quick with you. We often pray these in our house, and they're very powerful. They give you that confidence in your spirit before you go before someone to have that favor. In Nehemiah 1.11, it says, give your servant success today by granting me favor in the presence of this man. You may be about to go into an interview or into some new part of your life, and you can pray this prayer out of Nehemiah 1.11, Lord, give me favor, give me success today by granting me favor in the presence of this man. Another scripture in Nehemiah 2.20 says, the God of heaven will give us success because he's on your side. Nehemiah 13.30 says, remember me with favor, oh my God. Instead of complaining about your situation, it may be a work situation, a relationship situation, financials, any area of your life, instead of dwelling on it, complaining on it, start declaring favor over it. Declare what God says about it, not what, what the situation is. You know, I know we can be real with God about our situation, but you know, instead of harboring on it and dwelling upon it, let's get what God says on it and dwell on that. Speak victory in your life because Proverbs 2, 7 says, he holds victory in store for the upright. Get in agreement with God about your future, not in agreement about circumstances about your future. Amen? That's powerful, I think I'm gonna say that again. Get in agreement with God about your future, not your circumstances, amen? Find God's promises and pray them. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I am blessed and highly favored. You have a great, great life of destiny ahead of you with blessings and favor. God's favor will put you at the right place at the right time. He'll open doors no man can shut. You know, I'll never forget when I was leaving ORU and I was, uh, I became, I, my major is in education and I was doing a um, practice teaching in, at a Christian school and the whole school, all the teachers and the principals came around me and surrounded me the last day I was there. I'll never forget. It's been impacted my entire life, but they prayed. They prayed, and God, I pray that you will open doors no man can shut. And that has always stuck with me. I'll never forget that prayer prayed over me because I've taken it into every area of my life. It's caused me to dream big and trust God big because he said, I will open doors no man can shut. That's what it says in Revelation 3, that he will open doors no man can shut. And so believe that for your own life, that God will open doors no man can shut. He's all powerful. He is the one doing it for you, amen? Live life believing that because you are favored by God, he's the one directing your steps. He's leading you to the very blessings that he has already prepared for you. In Proverbs 31, 25, it says, you are clothed with strength and dignity. You can laugh at the days to come. You know what that means? You can look forward to the days to come. That's so good. Thank you, God, that we can look forward to the days to come. You have favor in your future. Expect each and every day to be great. Declare that this great day I have God's favor. He is directing my steps. He's opening doors no man can shut. You are speaking a blessing over your day and over your future when you declare these things. Whose report are you gonna believe? I encourage you today to choose to, re to receive and accept the report of the Lord. He has already won victory for you at the cross. Cease striving and know that he is God. Amen. He's already won it for you. Let him get the glory. Trust him, amen. Trust him because you are a child of the King of Kings. It is your inheritance to walk in that favor and blessing. You are living a blessed life of favor. You're living in the power of the blessing. You have a blessed home. You have a blessed family. 
you have a blessed children, blessed children, and your generations are blessed. The blessings of far and above favor are yours. Expect favor in your future. Amen? Well, today I'd like to pray over you a blessing that I haven't mentioned yet in this sermon. There's also another blessing out of Deuteronomy 33. It's the prayer blessing that Moses prayed over the tribes. And the Lord showed me this, this prayer, this blessing several years ago, and told me to start praying this over our household, over our family. And I wanna pray, pray this over all of you. And the blessings are for you today. And so I also wanna pray over you some of the other scriptures that I pray over my family. So I'd love and be honored to get to pray this over you all today as I close. And so let's all bow our heads. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for the power of the blessing. Lord, I thank you that your word is true. And Lord, we put our trust and our hope in your word today. God, I thank you for these precious people today, Lord God. I just speak a blessing over them, Lord. I thank you that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And Lord, I thank you for all your blessings come upon them and overtaken them. Lord, I thank you in Psalm 512, you said you bless them and surround them with your favors with a shield. Lord, I thank you that you hold victory in store for them. And Lord, I thank you for the prayer that Moses prayed over the tribes of the people, Lord, that you defend their cause. Lord, I ask that you would defend their cause today because they are your children. And Lord, I ask that you would favor them, that you'd watch over your word and guard your covenant, that you would bless their skills and be pleased with the work of their hands. I pray that they will rest secure in you. I pray that you would shield them all day long and that they'll rest between your shoulders. I pray that you will bless their land with the precious dew from heaven above, the deep waters that lie below, with the best the sun brings forth, the finest the moon can yield, with the choicest gifts of the ancient mountains and the fruitfulness of the everlasting hills. I pray that you will bless them with the best gifts of the earth and its fullness and the favor of him who dwelt in the burning bush. Let all these rest upon their heads. I pray that they will feast on the abundance of the seas and on the treasures hidden in the sand. I pray for the best land, the leader's portion to be kept for them. I pray that they will abound with your favor and that they will be full of your blessings. I pray that they will inherit southward to the lake and that they, are, they will be the most blessed and most favored by their brothers. I pray that you will drive out the enemy before them and that they will live in safety alone. I pray that their wealth will be secure in a land of grain and new wine. And I pray that they will dwell where the, where the heavens drop dew. I thank you that they are a people saved by the Lord. I thank you that you are their shield, you are their helper, you are their glorious sword, and that enemies have to cower before them, and you will trample down their high places. In Jesus' name, the name above every name, amen. Amen. amen.